Welcome back. I have taken over the stream. I don't see myself, but that's my GM button. There's a button to turn on the GM toggle. Oh, yeah, there's a GM toggle. Good morning, toggle. Has been good morning. Let me pull out my little. There we go. Yeah. The swoop has been loosed. I will be playing Fox today. I don't have a character sheet. Oh, uh, that's nothing new. Yeah, that really sucks, doesn't it? <laughs> it's really inconvenient trying to play D&D this way. Uh, but I somehow am attuned to the rod of charisma, and so it's probably yeah, that's, that's actually apt. You know, that's... you sound pretty cool and awesome. Yeah, yeah I am pretty cool. You know what? Awesome. I'm feeling yeah. compelled to give you a break. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's nice. That's very I think you should give her an inspiration. Uh, yeah. Whisper. She whisper, has an inspiration. I don't think anybody knows what's happening, but I know, I know what's happening. I'm taking over the stream. because you're I'm the GM. DM. Look I'm, at me. I am your DM. <laughs> I'm your DM now. Okay, I'm going to trade seats with you. Yeah, so I, got I, have, I have a question. You want to trade seats? I, I, yeah. For just, to, just for I fun. Want, I want to know your I, question. You can still be charged just for Wash has, Guys, Wash has a question. I don't I want to trade seats. seats. What's the question? Since the beginning of this game today, how many beverages have you consumed? Too many. Actually, just the right amount. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> One fresca, two mugs of water, and then that's, that's two thirds of uh, vanilla Coke. Two Whoa. mugs of water, three Coke Zeros, including this one, two and a half Coke Zeros, and that's all of them. We're Hydro Boys here. I, How about you, Hydro I, Gang? I'm not a Hydro Boy, apparently, because I have had one Coke Zero and <laughs> I think eight. Red Rock to Trail. <laughs> Holy cow. I've had I've had one coffee, two Red Rock ginger ales, and a Red Bull. Um, I feel like we get more extreme the further on the table we go until Jake's like, yeah, I had like some Red Bulls. I threw back some whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> I brought the whiskey, but I will not be consuming it until after. It'll be a celebration whiskey mm. after the uh, too much beverage. Is the the session is Wait, over. Wait, Leo, what beverages have you had? Um, I've had uh, one of these. No, uh, Starbucks frappuccinos. No, you're not supposed to say <laughs> that. Some sort of, some sort of unspecified brand. Yeah, my to you uh, Iced coffee, uh, prepackaged oh, iced I'll, coffee. I'll take this opportunity while I'm standing up to show off. Wash made us oh. shirts. Yeah, and on so Sorry, everybody, if you, really if you, if you, well, I'd show you on Jake, but Cleo's standing in front of that camera. There you go. So you can see on Jake's shirt, those are the four main characters four that we guys. started this adventure with. Rest in peace, Zofkug. Um, and then Wash made me a shirt that has the GM like over everybody. Ooh. Yeah. So incredible. that's all original pixel art that Wash did. Uh, so just shouting that out because he's incredible. I just Shower want to point out what B Street said as well, by the way, uh, which is you don't need a character sheet if you only roll nat ones. True. That's fair. <laughs> you also don't need a character sheet if you never roll dice. Uh, I mean, that's also fair. Yeah. Uh, and then just to reiterate, in case we have some new people who joined us or anything like that, um, we have a thing we're calling the crit pool today that we based on subs, um, <laughs> where if you um, add, like if you if you sub, it adds to the crit pool, and then whenever someone criticals, they can roll all of those extra dice to add them on to the damage that they deal. So Maybe it's just a way to like make things fun and beat people up, but we're not going to be offended if you don't subscribe. Like don't don't feel too do much pressure. Do we subtract the damage if we roll that ones? I considered making it that way, but I was concerned that you'd get like, you know, fellow DMs in the chat who are like, "Let's wreck them." And you'd be like subtracting 70d6 or whatever. So 
Um, no, so we're not gonna I mean, we're not gonna do that. I'm glad we didn't do that because we did roll like mm -hmm. seven nat ones in a row. Yeah, I rolled a negative thirty five on my initiative because of the negative one. Yeah. In other news, a windstorm flew across the corner of the table today as Cleo was affected by an absolute torrent of sneeze fits. Cleo, we all send our thoughts and prayers to Cleo country, uh, hoping that things turn out okay. What was that county? Crisis averted? So, a little, you know, a little tip. I didn't if know very little. If you predict the sneeze, yeah. Very intentionally. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to count to five, and I am going to sneeze. You don't sneeze. You don't sneeze. This is oh. this is what string theory is based on. <laughs> if you measure it. Because there's an alternate universe where she did sneeze. If you, yeah, if you observe yourself predicting. <laughs> Schrodinger it, sneeze. Yeah, if you observe yourself predicting the sneeze, it won't happen. Oh. Well, it, it, it's more like by fundamentally observing the time interval between the sneeze and tr <laughs> trying to measure that time interval, you have actually changed it physically yeah. Um, by just observing it. String theory. Yeah. String theory. It's also theory. how light waves versus light particles work. That's true as well. Yeah. yeah. If you if you try to measure one thing, it acts like, like the, the other. one thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're if one you're looking, thing, I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep that in mind. I designed this rhyme to explain in due time. All I know. <laughs> All right, Cleo is a valuable thing. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, can actually DM since you're over there now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, could you could you hand me my mug on the chest? Was <laughs> that like a special way to serve something? <laughs> yeah. Here. <laughs> mug Sponsored on the chest today. I'd like a s'mores whiskey on the rocks on my chest. <laughs> They're just like throw rocks at you. Can do. <laughs> can do. <laughs> That's the kind of attitude we like around here. Yes. Oh, you know, speaking of which, Happy Muse says, "Oh no." Uh, since we're we're talking about like we used to do the tavern within the tavern, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, I made a drink I like to call the Fox. Oh, it's and it's very good. What does um, it say? Uh, <laughs> I I don't want to break people's ears because I know what a fox sounds like, and it's it's very. I mean, they make a lot of different noises, and they're all high pitched and shrill and ear bleeding. Uh, but no, um. It's a uh, very, it's a mimosa almost. Uh, An all mimosa. So you take some An vodka, uh, two shots of vodka, um, and then about two shots of um, dessert wine. Uh, I prefer Moscato Dotsi. And then fill the rest of the glass with orange juice. It's very Mix good. it up. What if I have a really tall glass? That it's just uh, really orange juice-ish. Mm, okay. Like yeah. a standard sized glass? Like I a cocktail say? glass. Like a cocktail yeah. glass, yeah. yeah. Does anyone I didn't want know gum? Standards. I would like a piece of gum so I can I make would, loud smacking. I want to make loud smacking sounds in front of the microphone. Make quiet smacking sounds in front of the microphone then. <laughs> It'll be the sound of Cleo being smacked by the players. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube's uh, like uh, a captions one? at the bottom are going to be like silent smacking. <laughs> I'm drinking this key lime sparkling water. So. Oh, that, that's also what's in this. Key lime is a vibe with the Wing Badger Tavern. That's right. We are pleased to consume the. It's very sweet. Did you guys add a sweetener to it, or no? It just is like cool. it, it, it's a drink you can buy at the store. Cool. Yeah, sparkling key lime water. Uh, Prestidigitation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> likes it a little. Obviously, a little. Yeah, it's just tap water naturally. Yeah, it's your tap like, water just naturally tastes like key lime pie. Well, it does okay. after prestidigitation. This is a PSA. If your tap water tastes like <laughs> naturally like key lime pie sparkling, there's water. either a wizard in your household 
or you might have brain cancer. Uh, you, you might have a lot of issues. Um, or just one really serious issue. One, one really serious oh, no. issue. I got Jake. <laughs> Jake's is over there dying. I'm dying. It's so morbid. <laughs> the thing that I said because uh, I'm just imagining this like, no, it's too dark. I'm sorry. So anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, make sure you come back Wash, now. Basically, the short version is, imagine if Wash saying that is how you found out you had a brain tumor. <laughs> Chad, Chad says what flavor corresponds to lead. <laughs> oh, uh, what is a lead taste Graphite. like? Does it taste... No, because iron has a taste. So, dawn of the fourth day. (laughs) Okay, okay. Come back now, everybody. If you're in chat, come back. We're getting back into it. Bring your ducks from the park. Get in a row. Yeah. Mm. Go ahead, Diab. (laughs) The sun begins climbing the horizon. You've been here for three days. Four days remain until your estimated assault by the army at the base of the mountain. You've made some progress, but probably not enough yet on the airship. Uh, Radford and um, and Mockery have convinced the Sunset House leadership that in fact there is going to be an attack and they should begin preparing and they have requested that you help uh, prepare the, the area, the battleground for the oncoming army. That can look like a lot of things, so here's the way we're going to handle it. I'm going to briefly explain to the chat a mechanic that we came up with for a recent arc called Oceans. We named them that because Jake felt like they were kind of like Ocean's Eleven and he thought they were cool. Uh, Basically, what Ocean's (laughs) do is they allow you to introduce a flashback to the adventure. So rather than having to actually prepare for things, which as we all know, D&D players don't really like doing, (laughs) uh, thinking ahead and planning things. Instead, you can act like you planned ahead for something by having your Ocean's Eleven flashback to when you did that preparation. An example might be, uh, Gunner is standing on a boat and someone's going to come attack him and Gunner remembers like he triggers an ocean and we flash back into the past when Gunner set up a snare for that person on the boat so that they would step into it and be hoisted up among the rigging um, and then we come back to real time and now it happens and there's a snare and it goes up among the rigging so they can make retroactive skill checks so each ocean that someone has corresponds to one skill check in the past that they can do. Good job. Uh, so players who choose to have their character participate in the preparations uh, per day, because it's an all-day task to help prepare, that character gains two oceans. Um, so you can decide, you can divvy amongst yourselves who you know assist in the preparations versus who works on the airship and all that kind of uh-huh. thing. But you gain two oceans per day that you work on preparing for the oncoming assault. And then you can decide during the assault what they are. So I'll narrate what the army is doing. And throughout that process, you can be like, ah, but they didn't know. And you know, hit them with the, the skill check. Fox has a hand up. Can I make preparations um, right now that are obvious that are not considered oceans? Uh, like, I guess you could. The oceans could probably be utilized to do that thing. Yeah, like you so. could still... I'm basically just trying to help not bog us down in a bunch of preparation I things. guess that makes sense. The real yeah. oceans were the preparations we made along the way. Yes. That's what, that's what I've always sense. said. That's I've right. said that multiple times in the past ever. Right. This is definitely not it the is first definitely time I've a heard thing. it. Okay, yeah. I understand. Yeah. Um, so that's that would be Great. those things. I would say Gunner would like to be involved in the defense preparation mm-hmm. while Alan stays working on the ship. Yeah, I think Bruiser will stay on the airship. 
Okay. Uh, Jeb will stay with the airship. Okay. Um, and Radford <laughs> has already confirmed he is of no use near that that airship, so he will be preparing. Okay. Um, I think Fox is most likely going to try to help with the airship, but on days where he's not helpful, because he can only really you know do menial tasks or give a servant to help with menial tasks, and I have to stay within range of it. Okay. Um, and mending, mending if that's helpful on those days, but any other day that it's not. So, Great. Um, as you step outside, you've eaten your warm breakfast. Uh, chat has flexed some channel points Ooh. to change the weather. And so as you step outside, a loud crack of thunder announces that the blizzard is morphing into uh, a little bit of a frozen thunderstorm. And the lightning strikes on this mountain made of ice, like there's not that much conductive. So the big piles of metal material that you're working with on the ship are just lodestones oh, no. for strikes of lightning. And we're going to, throughout the day, probably have some rolls to avoid being struck by lightning as you work on this craft. How, how much time would it take away from Alan for him to construct a lightning rod? Oh, Bruiser was going to ask oh, to do that, yeah. too. Okay, well, if we can we work together work on, on it. it. You could spend half the day on it, sure. Okay, so we lose a half a day, Oz. Yeah, but lose we a half would, a day But would it. we avoid the rolls? Yes, Okay. you would well, avoid the rolls. Fine. You would need yeah. to roll at least one while you built the lightning rod since you're building a thing to okay. attract lightning. That's yeah. fair. That's a, yeah, that's a danger point there. Okay, but I think that's what we'll do. Yeah. Okay. Um, sure. Then let's have each of you roll me one dexterity save to avoid a lightning bolt crashing down upon you as you work on... Would the, dexter- would the lightning bolt crashing down upon me be considered a thing I can see? No, you can't see lightning before it it strikes. That's a five. 23. 23. Okay. Oh, the... the, No way! Uh, Chat is rolling for one of the players, and they did not specify who, so we're going to give it to Owlin. Uh, Reroll roll better than a five. Chat rolled a nat 20. Ooh. Ooh. Yo. Chat rolled a nat 20. Owlin not only avoids the lightning bolt, he like also pulls a monk off the lightning rod. Like you kind of feel the air go. warm up. You feel that little like tingle in the yeah. back of your neck. Owlin rips them away. Thank you, chat. Yeah, uh, thank you very rips, much. Rips them away from the lightning rod just in the nick of time as a lightning bolt crashes down. Ba-boom! And strikes on it. There's a big whoosh as like snow and ice and dust flies up from the uh, the sonic concussion. Uh, chat says you're welcome. Um, and <laughs> the the hail begins falling with that first lightning strike. And so you're able to finish constructing it. But I do need a Constitution save from everyone who stayed. Well, actually, everybody's here now. Um, so everybody make a Constitution save to avoid taking hail damage. It's a save with a DC of 12, and the damage you'll take is 1d6, which you may roll yourself if you fail. Wait, what did you say it was? Con? Con. I got Not 11. a dex? No, not an 11. Uh, a 12, DC 12. Yeah, no, I got it. It's not dex. You're sure? Yes. Like, I could, like... No, you are not going to dodge through all the individual hails. Dark Souls. Hails. <laughs> dark souls. <laughs> no, you're yeah. definitely getting hit get, by hail. I, I get the like question is how well do you hold up under frames, right? Invincibility frames if I do a dodge roll? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alan got like a 22. Got a 22. Alan's fine. But Gunner got a 7. Okay. D6? Yeah, D6 of damage. Okay. I tried G- Gunner's worst enemy is hail, it seems. Bruiser That's true. Hail really does be getting him. Bruiser takes two points. Of I'm gonna move that roll out of the way of the chat. So window. does Jeb. Oh, luckily we had a lawn rest. That's true. A lawn rest on a the lawn. lawn rest. Yeah, yeah. A long rest on the lawn. Everyone knows we had to touch those. grass. Yeah. Uh, okay. So today we get a half day's worth of progress on the things we're working on for Alan and Bruiser. Yep. 
Um, and then we've got some preparations being made for others. So, Alan and Bruiser, you are working on the airship. Uh, which pieces are we working on today? Where are we advancing? Alan is just going to keep going on the life support. Great. Um, Alan was doing really good yesterday. Let's go ahead and roll that Artificer Tools uh, intelligence check to see how he does today. He's going to re-roll using his Rod of Intelligence. Okay. Nat 20. Nice. Nat 20. You finish. Sweet. Uh, life support is up and running, and you can begin your next task today. Um, Alan basically is like, uh, he got the lightning rod done. He's feeling all jazzed. He dodged that lightning bolt. The adrenaline's up. You know, he's ready to make stuff. Chat, you did a good with, job passing on that luck. newfound metal from fabrication, and did we get any scrap metal from the... Uh, oh, yes. Now you have permission to get scrap metal. Okay. So, yeah, you can get the... And Jeb will can help I, you just, like, in a pinch, I was gonna you know. Say, can I have my fabrication, like, give them advantage or, like, a plus sure. something to Yeah, we'll just, give, we'll just give Bruiser advantage. Oh, okay. I love that. It's, like, for their stuff Ooh, throughout the day. Even better. Um, 18 plus 7 is what? Uh, 25. 25. Okay, make sure we're talking into your mic a little yeah, bit there. 25. 25. Um, okay, so Bruiser also does a great job today. Um, which system are you working on? Steering? Propulsion. Propulsion. Okay. Uh, you... Uh, finish, you're making the thrusters at 45 degrees? Yes. Okay, so you finish the first thruster today, and you make a good amount of progress on the next one. So you think you could probably finish it tomorrow Okay. Um, if you worked all day on it. Um, Alan. I say Alan is going to work on the electrical, but with the intent of, like, this isn't, if I need to stop this and help someone else with something that they're falling behind on, I can do that. This is a this is like a twenty uh, percent that isn't necessary, yeah. but I'm helping. With as what I'm as doing Alan anyways. is thinking about like what to do next, the mountain walks over with his huge like cockpit glass um, oh, okay. and like holds it out to you. Like it's done. Yeah, Alan, you know, it's ready. Alan will try. We'll work on installing that then. Okay. So the mountain, this huge, this huge guy, is able to just like hold it wherever you need it. Like uh -huh. you know, no arms or anything necessary. He just like takes care of all the weight for you, so you can very precisely attach it. Cool. Roll artificer tools intelligence with advantage because you're getting helped by okay. another like master craftsperson. That's a dirty twenty on the first roll. That's a nineteen. So dirty twenty. Okay. Uh, you are able to get all of the pieces in place. You just need tomorrow morning. You just need to come back and check all the you know tightness of the bolts and things cool. like that. Make sure it'll work. Um, but this thing is starting to come together. On the other side of things, we've got B Street uh, and his, you know, he's got a couple of people from the guild he's roped into helping him. They're trying to assemble the main body of the ship. So mm -hmm. I'm going to roll for them now. Does my mending help? I'll give them advantage on behalf of your mending. Just making sure all the little pieces fit together, basically. I feel yeah, like Jeb has like set up like a little fabrication shop, like <laughs> a little shed yeah. to the side, yeah. so people yeah. come in like, "Hey, we need this," and he's like, "All right," and then they, they take it on out and do it. With a thing. seventeen, they have a they have yeah. basically taken the two halves of the ship and righted them and sort of rebuilt them into what they needed to be, so they're ready for like the rivets that Jeb's been helping them fabricate. Great. So those big metal beams are coming around. Now they just need to make that center like structure thing, and they, they've kind of come back to you, like the carpentry team are like, hey, if we think we found a way to make it like run the length of the ship and make it better. It'll yeah. just take us one more day to get, and, get and that Alan done. And Alan has drawn up like different diagrams of the stuff that he was shown by the rod. Um, Perfect. For them to be able to reference. Perfect. Uh, so that's what that's what those folk are working on. Do we want to zoom in and have any kind of conversations for people, or do we want to just kind of power ahead to the next day? I'm okay with the next day. Yeah, I think, next day. You know, everyone's just you know trying to keep busy and like um, just make this go as smooth as possible. Great. I'm going to add the sixth tension die in for the passage of time. Ooh. That die is not a complication, but I do need to clear the pool every time we hit six. Ooh. Gasp. <gasps> Gasp. Of shut, actually shut, gasping, shut, we shut. just say gasp. <gasps> gasp. 
Oh, oh, oh. Oof. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, three complications. Oh. oh, no. We're gonna add them together into one. The lightning strikes that you have so successfully avoided for yourselves, one of them, kaboom, hits the ship. Uh, and there is some level of damage uh, to the the wood. It's going to set back the structure by another day. Dang. So it was the next day to be finished. Now he needs two days to finish. Uh, and how many more? Uh, okay. If we finish it in two days, how many days does that leave us until the army gets here? Two, I think. Okay. So I those, are, no and those one, are all... One day. So and that's that, de- that day would be dedicated to getting everyone on the ship, trying to get everything organized. Well, yeah. Way. So the, once the structure is finished, then you can attach the propulsion, the oh, steering, yeah, and the okay. life support all systems. Right. So fun. that's what's going so yeah, on. So you're probably going to be evacuating during the assault well, is that's probably fun. What, what it's lining up to be. Yeah. All right. um, that's why we're building the defenses up. Yep. Yeah. That's why That's why I got some people working on the defenses. Yep. So at the end of a nice, uh, well, well-rounded day, everybody's eating some food in the in the guest house, kind of resting, taking care of things. Um, you get a visit. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, you're ahead. We get a visit. Yeah, you get a visit. So someone knocks on your door and you open it up, and the halfling member of the Solis, uh, Sol Era, is there. She says, "Hello, may I come in?" Yeah, yeah. This is your 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 place in the end. You are the guests in this guest house. And she like nods deferentially and then steps into the into Are the we house. All there? She closes yeah. She okay, closes okay. the door behind her. You hear like kind of the distant sounds of the, the wind outside, but the howl dies away. Um, and she sits down at the table and says, We have begun the preparations that some of you've recommended as far as, you know, preparing our space for an assault. Um, I am concerned about the logistics and I was hoping that we could talk about the the gravity of what we are undertaking at this point, um, because you are proposing to move an establishment that has been on the side of this mountain for a very long time for good reason, and I think that it is a necessary divergence of our path. But I also think that to look at the Sunset House and see only a group of creatures is to perhaps underestimate the role that we have played in the history of the world. Um, when we are talking about defending these people, it's not there are no acceptable losses. We are the we are the the guild that act as judges in the world. When disputes need moderating, it is a member of the Society of the Silver Sky who comes in and arbitrates justice. When the records of the world need to be consulted, we have the unblemished, unaltered records of the behavior of leadership through all of history. We have three eras of history documented in our library. And I think that it's important to preserve all of that. And so I just wanted to bring to your attention the gravity of what we are doing here. Does that make sense? I I have an idea. Um, obviously, I don't think we can fit everything that's here on the ship, right? Like the books and everything. Math, you know? uh, we can fit everyone who is here on the ship. Um, however, we will only be able to fit uh, essentially what is most important or uh, a small fraction of the books, for example, that are here on the ship. The weight capacity does not go much further than that. And also the space capacity does not go much further than that. But what if we make it not worth their while to get inside? What do you have in mind? Well, they're probably sieging this place <clears throat> because they're looking for the avatars. Or the rods. Or the rods. If we make it clear that neither are here, and 
we make it feel like hell to just to get in. They would rather just abandon it rather than sack some building that has nothing of value to them. I mean, the only other thing I could think of is if they're really that desperate to cleanse the records, which they, knowing what the Abolists want to do, they might want to, but if we can just make it impenetrable, maybe just, I don't know. You get what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with this? Well, uh, something, something uh, that Jeb and, you know, we, we were all there when we talked to Thraxenhauer. Um, our goal is to, when we escape, um, make a pass at them to uh, lob some some explosives at them, make that something that slows them down, as well as Thraxenhau has agreed to, on the signal of those explosives, um, fight against the army, come out and prove it from his perspective, prove that he cannot be... I guess stopped by an army such as this. I'm suggesting more of a scorched earth policy. I, I, that's, I agree. And something else that we could utilize to do that is you have that, that bridge to get here. And I know that that bridge is probably something very sacred to you. Um, however, I could essentially rig it to go away and make the only way back here to be my flight, essentially. Um, which we will have, the airship. Well, the only thing is, a lot of the things I think of we can do can be conquered with time, right? True. If we can somehow hide your library, create a vault of some sort, and seal it beyond even your own reach, maybe that can at least guarantee that it's safe. I mean, I don't even think it needs to be like so impenetrable. I think it just needs to be hidden enough where they can't don't see it on their initial pass through. Who knows? They aren't going to spend a crazy amount of time looking for things. They're... That library, if you're right, and it's an unblemished record of the past, of eras, multiple eras, the Abolists might want that as a way to make sure no one has information that contradicts their own when they take over as a new world order. Garlil told us that the Eos Lore Foundation tower fell. That makes this not just an unblemished record, it makes it the only mm. unblemished record. That That is correct. Um, and I believe that, uh, like you were saying, this, this, may very well be, well, this may very well be a part of their target. Um, and I, I think that something along the lines of what you were saying, Fox, as far as either locking it away or what Gunner was saying as far as just making it just completely completely time consuming to get here um to I where they both yes both both would be both great because then they are um utilizing uh time and resources to do th- they're they're basically then their efforts would be divided they would have to spend a lot of time and a lot of resources to find this knowledge and the the library um and that could perhaps weaken them in other areas. Do have an idea? What if we can convince Thraxenhow to hold on to these books? He's not gonna hold on to these. books. I mean, he might take them as his hoard. It just, you just won't be able to get them back. He's. <laughs> I don't. I mean, his. He, he, that's what's tough that. is, you know, when we were there, he. We, you talked about knowledge being some sort of prize or valuable. Um, he seemed pretty opposed to that idea. He wanted just 
jewels and I gold. still think it's worth giving a shot because if it's in in his hoard or at least near it, right? Like, I also it's one of the safest places on okay. this mountain. DM, can yes. I interrupt for a second? Yeah, sure. In the time that has gone by, I think Jeb on his lunch break, maybe like in a little bit of time before going to bed during mm-hmm. these couple days, he's been trying to work out the purpose, potential purpose of those big steel tubs. Because mm, okay. he's very curious if there's some sort of arcane thing going on. Because while this conversation's happening, <clears throat> my thought is maybe they're just going to do something to the whole mountain. Mm. Like if they're setting up a field around this, or if they are going, right. they, you know, when he when he heard them talking about the the book of divergent paths, and they said that the mountain isn't erupting, it's not on fire. Maybe this is a prophetic thing, and what they're doing will trigger that. Is there any sort of inc- like arcane inclination that he can like like can he flip through his grandpa's journal and like find comparisons like spell components? Normally, you would set these out at certain perimeters from each other to kind of give some sort of effect. Like, is any of that coming together? It's roll, probably going to... Roll yeah. Arcana with disadvantage, and the okay. DC is pretty high. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, and I'll Anybody give you... Anybody who got anything for me? You got some... You got a fancy inspirational tune or... Uh, and I'll yep. give you the option also of if this doesn't work, you could spend the next day researching in the library and seeing if you could learn more about ancient magics. And like this is a record of right. what's happened in the world, so there's going to be arcane stuff in there. Okay, there might be something to learn that could give Maybe you I advantage. Get Moxie to help me. Um, you might even be able to find some like spells or something in there too, like in their library. Hey. You know, like it might be <laughs> worth looking. So hey, okay, all right. Fox will pull out his sax and uh, give him a bardic inspiration of. How much is that? He's level three. That's a D6. That's a D6, Cerrone. The San Francisco treat. That's <laughs> uh, a nine plus two plus 12. So 11 plus 12 is 23. 23. You are not able to oh, recall right. or come okay. up with anything that might have, like, I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's it's a long shot because he's like yeah. he's just going off of memory. And they're five hundred foot cast iron together. tubs. Like, what spell has a five hundred foot cube as one of its material components? It's got to be something like, but that's what he's thinking. It's like, if it what he's thinking, what spell has five foot cubes as the components sure. on a smaller mm. scale that they're magnifying or five at. inch, yeah, or whatever. Okay, well, I'll, I'll I'll try it tomorrow. But I, I really think that is what is important to them right now. They're they're not yes. they're not going up. You know, Radford said when he was down there, he killed a couple of them. They didn't follow him up through the dark wood. Mm-hmm. They're working to get these things into position. There's something about them. Yes, that that is interesting. I I think one other thing that I was thinking of while you were um, thinking there and and everything. I I know that it is a gamble. Um, however, if Thraxen Howe is true to his word, then technically we have nothing to worry about as far as them reaching the library. If Thraxen Howe is able to um, oh. come out and show a show of force at the point that he says he will, if we if we believe in you know kind of the legends of his power, then he should be able to wipe out this I army. I mean, maybe the cubes are for him. I'm gonna be Another honest. Uh, I was kind of talking him up. I I'm very concerned that they are very much prepared to deal with him yeah those cubes probably have something to do with it and honestly i think jeb's on the right idea here um 
what I about Soul Era kind of speaks up. She's been listening and taking in all of all of your thoughts, and she says, "What about if you could learn more about those those cubes before you attempted to study their purpose?" You said that some of you can fly, right? Which doesn't help in the evacuation. Okay. It doesn't get your yeah. party up here. But at 500 feet tall, you could use the cover of the storm to fly onto one of those cubes and likely not be detected or at least have a significant advantage against the night sky. You know, you wear dark clothing. Um, your winter wrappings are fairly dark. And <laughs> perhaps you could you could get a chance to look at them. I mean, I, I can do that. It's just the airship will get delayed unless someone else can take over working on propulsion. Honestly, I'm, I'm afraid if Cheb's right, the airship's not going to matter. I can't go on my own. I would have to bring somebody with me who has magic. I don't have magic, oh. but I can fly. I have magic, but I cannot fly. <laughs> I could make you fly but only for an hour. Let me go, because I I feel um, like, at the very least, you're going to be more important to getting things done here. I can I can attempt to fill in for you. Uh, br- well, no, Bruiser's not good. Well, if Bruiser were to go, uh, recall that he does not have a hover speed. He can't yeah. end his turn in the air, so he uh, can only fly in 60-foot gotcha. well, bursts. I, well, while you two, um, I think that that makes the most sense then, that Fox and Jeb would go and investigate while uh, we continue to work on the airship, Gunner uh-huh. continues to set up defenses. Another question: Once, one, like, let's say the airship matters, we get it working, we get people on. Where are we going with it? Like, is there a sanctuary we can go to? Honestly, the air is going to be our safest bet just for now. I mean, you mean you don't have a destination? Soul Era appears to be realizing for the first time that you didn't know where you were going to go well, in the airship. So the thing is, is our destination is in the sky. But it's mobile. Okay, his ship it. is drifting. It's moving. You intend to search for the final avatar. We yes. do. If we were to uh, drop the rest of you off... Wait a minute. ...from the... I know uh, you probably have not... I, I just now connect the dots. Have any of you were able to cast magic before the darkening? A handful of us, yes. Uh... They should be able to cast magic as long as they're near me or Alan. It's true. I've witnessed it. I cast Prestidigitation. Yeah, she she just like, how like, is this possible? Long story. <laughs> uh, Try to make it short. It is because of the pieces of the rod. That I, I, I pull out my rod of We charisma. are attuned to different segments. She looks at, like, literally taking in the stuff of legend, right? You have... How many pieces of this rod do you possess? We have all seven. We have six, and one of our allies, Udril, has the seventh. Chip reaches into his pocket. I've got the rod. Wait a minute. Where's the rod of luck? Do you not have it? What happened? No, I don't. It was was on me. I was was trying to attune to it. Did you leave it in your room? I don't think so. Uh, this is not something you just leave around. No, I had it on my person. So a funny thing happened. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the rod of luck fly towards a guard when I was out scoping things at the base of the mountain. And, and I got it. Lucky guard. And he pulls it out. But this thing is very fickle. 
whatever we're going to do with it, we need to do this quick because this could fly away from us at a moment's mm. notice. Even as Radford is holding it, he kind of feels that, like, yeah. I kind of want to roll some dice, you know? Mm-hmm. We have not, none of us have successfully attuned to it yet, so perhaps once one of us attunes to it, that chance of it leaving I mean, just, could either go away or it minimize. It seems like every time Jeb's tried, it's only hindered him for about an hour. Like a, yeah, something like that. I, yep. This might be something that's worth brute forcing. I mean, we could all try until one of us gets it. Who isn't attuned to the ride? We are done with work for the day, so if all of us became blind suddenly tonight, we could sleep it off. Yeah. I will post a guard. And Solera kind of steps <laughs> out of your guest Wait, house and goes Solera. to fetch a guard. Yes. Um, please, uh, if you can make note of who is able to cast magic and what spells they can cast, they may be helpful in defending, defending, or even figuring out what these cubes like if we can get somebody to come with us or something. I don't know. Or repairing. The I will ship. check through our records. Thank you. Uh, and and one more thing, um, what I was going to offer earlier, but got sidetracked a little bit. Um, if if you and the other members of the Society of the Silver Sky feel as though you need to be dropped off immediately after we escape, uh, as we kind of mentioned before, Gaim would be a safe place for us to take you. It's one of the only safe places we know at the moment. Understood. Thank you. Perfect. And she bows respectfully to everyone, including Radford, uh, and and leaves, walks out to go and do a few minutes go by while you're all kind of sitting there and you hear footsteps uh, like walking up in the snow outside, a little knock on your door. Sleep tight in there, little blind ones. I will watch the door. And you feel you hear like kind of Mockery's form lean back against your door and you hear the solid thunk of a spear kind of like okay. resting on the ground there. Alright. Alright. All right, well. Let's do this luck. Yeah. Okay. Your turn, Jeb. Yeah. I'm going to add a die to the tension pool every time you fail this roll. Okay. 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 Jeb's going to go for it. Jeb's going for it. Come on, Gambler's Dice. <laughs> You've gotten me into so much trouble. Wait, are you proficient out. with Gambler's Dice? Oh, yeah. Did you it's get to roll twice for that? No. Oh. No. <laughs> he just rolls 2d6. It's just... Great luck. I'm a gambler. This is my background. A two and a three. Struck blind for an hour. I'm going to add a die to the tension pool. Uh, well, uh, Bruiser, would you like to try? Sure. Bruiser takes the rod. Bruiser takes the rod, feels the urge to roll some dice. Grab some dice. Come on. Uh, five and a three. Five and a three. Boom. Struck blind for an hour. <laughs> well, um, I'm not exactly looking forward to uh, being struck blind, but... Here you go, Gunner. It's worth a try. <laughs> All right. Five and a two. Five and a two. Struck blind for an hour. I mean, to be Third fair, die I, in could, the tension I bolt. could arm a bomb blindfolded if <laughs> I wanted to. Actually, can I use your plastic die? Oh. The wind Don't carries the, the howl of a wolf. Don't trust the metal with this oh. light under the luck. Does the howl ha- of a wolf does carries. Do we know if... Is it possible to be t- attuned to two parts of the rod at once? We don't. Nobody's looked into it or asked. Okay. Uh, could Alan do an arcana check to see if he remembers anything about that? Uh, sure. Okay. He has I'll time wait. to think. <laughs> <laughs> I'll wait for that. Are you sure? You sure you don't want to roll? I'll add another die to the tension pool then as we increase oh, the tension. Oh, that's only a nine. That's not a very good roll. Alan doesn't think he's ever heard about it. And as far as I know, you really haven't asked at okay. the table. Five and a four. Five and a four. Struck blind for an hour. Ah, uh, well, um, I, I guess I could give it a go. There are six of it. you and six die in the tension <laughs> pool. <laughs> like, like two more to go. Yeah. 
Three and a five. Three and a five. Blind for an hour. Ah, oh. uh, well, um... You're the last it, one, it Alan. It comes to me, I guess. Uh, if I could if I could borrow someone's D6, I have one of my own. I will borrow this one. Come on. A six and a one. Six and a one. Blind for an hour. Well, that was unproductive. Well, we wait an hour and try again, maybe. I'm going to clear uh, the tension pool. Yes, I guess. That, that would be the... Uh, Makes sense. The thought process. Carry on. Well, All right. Uh, well, are you wow, okay. We really are brute forcing it. Yes. Yep. All right. I mean, I mean, like in this dire of a situation, if the consequence yeah. is only an hour. There I mean, go. theoretically, though, I mean, mechanically, two and a one. Blind for an hour <laughs> is also giving <laughs> us bad luck because you keep adding tension die, which can be considered bad luck, but we don't know that yet. Uh, six and a four. Blind for an hour. One of us needs to roll duplicates at some point. Um, I don't even know if it's dupes. It could be I, snake eyes. I or... think it's dupes. You got it, Fox. Six and a two. Blind for an hour. All right. I need a button that says blind for an hour. <laughs> it's it's bound to happen at some Staples. point, right? That was easy. <laughs> if if we're be, lucky. If it's going to be someone. A one and a six. Blind for an hour. Damn. Straight through jail. <laughs> Straight through jail. All right. Let's go. Sorry. It's me. Wrong voice. <laughs> one and a two. Blind for an hour. Uh, okay. I will try this again. Ooh. Uh, a three and a two. Blind for an hour. Um, As you move into your second hour of blindness, the night approaches midnight, and that original howl that you heard carrying on the wind is joined by more. Oh. Uh, oh. Uh, uh, Mark? Is that, yes? Uh, is everything okay out there? Zelvis howl is probably nothing. All right. Round <laughs> three. Okay. <laughs> I, I will say we right must here. make sure that we do have enough rest tonight. Jeb rolled two threes. Two threes. Jeb, uh, you are struck blind for about a minute and a half. You think it hasn't worked. Oh. And then right, as your vision fades back in, you start to see possibilities instead of things. So like as you look towards the door, you can almost visualize what it would be like to trip through the door and what it would be like to open the door correctly. And you, Yeah, go ahead. Is, is there a bit of a chromatic aberration, like the way that Jeb bends time to unwind things through different possibilities? Yes, there's just a little bit of aberration, a uh, little, little bit of, of distortion in the world around him. It's almost like he's looking at what probably the Sunset House would call diverging paths in front of him. Um, Jeb, are you okay? I see everything, and it's kind of cool. In Jeb's hands, the mithril uh, arrowhead has begun glowing uh, a a pearlescent blue along runes that weren't there originally. It was just mithril. Now there are runes along the side of it. And as you rotate it, uh, there are three sides to this arrowhead. Mm -hmm. And each of them is a different name that Jeb has called himself. So uh, really? what would you? What would those be? What are names Jeb has gone by? They could be nicknames. They could be significant names to him. Um, probably the, uh, Cheese is one of them, right? That's what his, his cousin calls him. I was going to say, let me pull up the wiki because I believe. <laughs> oh. Well, he went by, uh, so Cheese would be one of them. Yeah. Um, Jeb. Jeb okay. would be another. Uh, but there was his, uh, what was his, his cousin's, uh, Pebbles. 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 That's right. So it says Pebbles, Cheese, uh, and Jeb are inscribed on the side in kind of a glowing blue. Here's another one. 
Oh yeah, Flip yeah, is like another name flip he's gone top, by. I think it was. Um, and I think Box at some point. Yeah, was just, Box. Um, but you just have those first three because there's only three sides on the Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are on the sides. Um, and as you sit there taking it in, you hear out front. You're, uh, hang on, I think that maybe we need to. And then you hear the paw prints uh, or the the paw steps of galloping mm. wolves. We're blind. Well. No. Some wait. of you are blind. No. Whoever. No. Because was this the first Jeb. of this round? Jeb was the first nice. Wow. None of you oh, were blind. How, how inc- lucky! I was going to say how incredibly <laughs> lucky. Um, as these wolves come racing towards the guild oh, hall, we should put our minis where they are. Yes. Yeah. Put your minis on the table. It's combat time, baby. Uh, we will be able to that. Side. Yes. I'll be back with you shortly, Chad. I need to get some minis on there. Mini, mini, mini time. Mini, 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 At least for um, that actually thematically that makes sense for Jeb too. It does. Yeah. The gambler. All the game. Yeah. it's all coming together. It is all coming together. All coming together. Surprised it took that long to get doubles. You know, right? That just shows you how probability works. I know. I wish I could hear what Josh was saying. Yeah, I wish I wish Josh could hear what the closer to the mic. Yeah, can you get? We can't. Uh, we can't hear you. Sorry, that's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> <laughs> what is, has Chad said anything? Uh, you could pull up Chad on your phone, I guess. I could. <laughs> Good talk. There was Jake's an old man right named Michael. Chad said a finally when we got the doubles. Oh yes. Yeah. We just yeah, spend we, all night rolling dice. That'd be, being no, we need that the is long the point rest. of D and D. Oh yeah. We need the long rest. Oh. Josh, does the the fatigue that Jeb had from the mental thing go away with the long rest? Yes. Okay. And deadly combat, Ooh. both of them. Oh, chat! You're like, now that you've earned the rod, it's time for you to show that you can use it. True. Deadly combat just means no healing while in initiative, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yes. And hit harder means double damage. Oh, those are big guys. Oh, we got both deadly combat and hit harder. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I'm ready to die. You ready to die? I think we're going to win. This week on Ready to Die. That would be a good podcast name. I think this week a, I think on Bottom Gear. I think it was like a <laughs> I think it was like a show, like a show. Cuz I I know it from this, this week on Pickle Bottom Drake song where it's like this week on Ready to Die and I oh, think it was a show. Interesting. Wow, Chad, Everybody. you went you went hard with the rewards there. Okay, uh, hit harder. Ten minutes. Deadly combat. Ten minutes. The time is seven oh eight for the next ten minutes. Double damage. Cannot restore HP while in initiative order. Oh dear. Um, there are three wolves rushing towards you. One is slightly smaller than the other two. Um, but they are rushing towards you. I would like everybody to roll initiative. And it feels so good. Ooh, Jeb rolled good. 22. I got a 20 for Jeb. 22. Let me know when you want my initiative rolls. Oh, chat's at it again. Aura of destruction. All AOE effects are doubled for the next oh, 10 cow. minutes. Jeb what are you loves doing? you to pieces right now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Let me check my uh Okay, uh spells. Tw- sorry, 20 and up. Uh Jeb is a 20. Uh and Fox had a 22, I think. Uh 15 yes, 20. to 20. Uh Radford has a 16. Sorry, uh, 
No, never mind. I Bruiser got a 16. Bruiser got a 16. Uh, 10 to 15. 13 for Owlin. 13 for Owlin. Uh, chat's at it again. Cleo rolls all GM rolls for the next Woo! 10 minutes. Nice. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, yeah, you'll find out. <laughs> is that for 10 minutes or for the whole night? That's for 10 minutes. Okay. Uh, five to tens. Uh, nine for Radford. Nine for Bruiser. Not Bruiser Gunner. Gunner. I, mix, <laughs> I mix it up myself. It's Bruiser and not Bruiser. Uh, zero to fives. Oh, no, that's everybody. Okay, and then I'll roll for the Wolves here real quick. Gunner's uh, dexterity bonus right. is plus two. What's uh, what's uh, Radford's? This camera, a little too far away, so I'm going to use five. the other camera. Okay, so Radford goes first. Yeah. Hello there, chat. I don't know if you can see my face uh, and talk at the same time, so there. Uh, but <laughs> I'm going to show you a card. Uh, I only have one spell that has the, AOE. The camera that gets your face is over here, Cleo. Yes, but I want to okay. show them something that they can read. Can they read this? Is it focusing? That camera uh, no, doesn't they have can't. autofocus. No, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's very fire. Oh, very fire. As, as normally uh, a range. Oh, chat's at it again. But they do. Trevor is the designated roller for the players <laughs> for this combat. What have you done for us? <laughs> what, what have you done, chat? <laughs> you blessed us. The chat giveth us. and the chat taketh away. This is an intense 10 minutes we're in for. This is crazy. Yeah. Um, well, let me just put all of my we, dice away. Yeah, we <laughs> just put all that stuff away. Should we you reset the timer then for everything once the actual like initiative yeah, I'll starts? Yeah, I'll start it once the once combat really starts. Just give me okay. all your dice sets and I'll roll so, the appropriate <laughs> dice. There you uh, go. So, so this Here's is a, a pretty dice and a jeb dice. This is a pretty dense uh, combat chat. We've got like six combatants on the party side the and three enemies who are present. So, at the end of each round, I'm going to do another word picture for our Spotify and Audible listeners of like what's actually happening, Very just so good. you kind of know that's that's coming. Um, that is that is the way of things. This combat begins. Oh, let me, sorry, I need to make sure I have one more note pulled up for myself here. Come on, buddy. I feel like I need to stand up at some point. Why? And shout. To move our minis. Uh, uh, yeah, it is going to be tough because I'm way over here, so I can't move the wolves. Um, but that's okay. We'll, you just I'll, tell me where yep, you want to move. That's what I was going to say. Yep. I'll kind of communicate to our players down there at the... Communication. It also, it also helps you describe key. how they're moving to the audio listeners. I sure can. Um, yep, and that's a, a good reminder for our players to make sure you you treat it as though we can't see the map. I'm just in case we can't. Blow my nose real quickly before this starts. All right. Good. Uh, so just to give a reference, uh, <laughs> we all stormed out of the building like shoulder to shoulder in a uh, row of three by two, and the wolves are a little to our left. Uh, only about the first two are only like ten feet away. I would say, uh, according to this use, board. Can you use chess terms? Can you do like? A through and then like uh, one through and then just sure. like, I'm gonna hand, hang on. I'm gonna hand one A7 mini down to B two. I'm gonna hand one mini down to act as mockery. Oh okay. Um, mockery. It's not. We I don't actually have a mockery a mini, but for mockery, that's okay. Um, but yeah, so we have a mini down there to act as mockery. She's in front of the group basically, so anywhere at the front of the line because she was out there already so defending. We have a, a wolf at. Uh, a5. Oh my gosh. Oh, please don't. <laughs> Get out of here with that. There are three wolves. The leading wolf is a little bit smaller than the other two. Um, but there are three wolves who are rushing into combat here. And so as we step forward and combat begins, we kick things off with Fox. Uh, sorry. Okay. Before we do that, I just yeah. need to remind chat. 
I give my players 60 seconds to tell me what they're doing in their turn. As long as they've started, then they can finish. But if they don't tell me within 60 seconds what's happening, then they take the dodge action for that turn. And it's basically, I mean, it's hard to think fast in combat. So sometimes if you don't think fast enough, you just take a little time to size up your bad guys. So they would take the dodge action and we'd move on. That's how we keep things moving, even though there's a buttload of us. So three, two, one, go for it. All right. I'm going to move Fox about... uh Towards center, okay. Towards the bridge. So I'm gonna run from our guest house and stand in front of the bridge, right about there, a little, little closer to the wolves. I don't want to be that close to the edge. Um, and I'm going to cast fairy fire. Um, normally, it's a 20 foot cube, but it's doubled. But it's doubled to yeah, a 40 foot cube because of you, chat. Yep. And that I believe should barely encompass all three wolves if I center it. Yes, on that. it does look correct uh, to encompass all of them. So they are all outlined by fairy fire. They get a dex save. Uh, it is a violet fire erupts and outlines them in the blizzard. Do they um, get a dex save? I don't know. Uh, let me read this. Any creature in the area? Blah 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 blah. That, uh, yes. Okay, they do have to roll a dexterity saving Cleo throw. Cleo rolls that, doesn't she? Oh, Cleo's, yeah, Cleo's doing all okay, of my rolls. Go. Cleo I'm, does my rolls and Trevor does all your rolls. Yeah, I'm rolling three d20s. I'll put my dice back. <laughs> uh, they're trying to beat a spell DC save of 16. We got a five and a six on the die. I doubt those pass. Nope. But a 12 on the die. Uh, 12 on the die. This is it a dex save? Yeah. No, it does not pass. All right, so they're all outlined in a violet fire erupting um, all around them. Harmless, but very easy to see. And we all get Ah, Daddy, that's his username. It's true. You got him. So, very fire are easy gives us advantage on it. Easy on the eyes, one might say. Yes, Aww, it gives advantage. Okay. And that brings us to Jebediah's turn in the initiative order. <laughs> Jeb is is high on life right now. <laughs> he, uh, he, he locks the end of the, uh, of the, the spear into the, like, the section where it would fit into Big Boy. So now it's so like a bayonet. It's like a bayonet on the front of Big Boy. That's sweet. And he is going to lob a... I swapped out lightning bolt for fireball. Ooh. And he's Ooh. like, it's been, it's, it's been a long time, guys. <laughs> and he's just going to like plunk Big Boy down in the ground, almost like a mortar. And just like, boom. And he's just going to set it like back out here, like off behind them enough for them to just like get all of them in there. So he is hitting them all with the fireball yes. with this double AOE yep. fireball that does boop, double damage. Yep. Yeah. Okay, great. Yep. Do they get, they get saves for half damage, right? They get dexterity saves. Cleo, three dexterity saves. Got to sure. beat a f- 16. Okay. Uh, we got a nat 20. That one definitely passes. A three and a nine. Okay. The nat 20 uh, passes. You want to assign like, colors to each wolf? Sure. Red wolf is in the front. Green wolf is... Is uh, not going to survive. Yeah, green wolf's in the middle, and, um, and Trevor's whatever roll else the is at the back. Whatever blue. The color. Blue wolf is at the back. Okay. Uh, well, blue wolf got the nat 20. Okay, blue wolf got the nat 20 do and is fine. Do you need D6s? How many do I need? 16. Holy cow. <laughs> I have some, but... They only take six, half damage, right? Seven... Here's six. Even if they pass, they still take half damage, right? Yeah. Oh, they There's are eight. Six, screwed. Seven, eight. Here's 14. Okay, I got Here's 16. two more. I got okay, you got them. Okay. <laughs> chat, way take to make you, this. I'm, I'm happy to give this roll to you, Trevor. <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> All right, chat. 
low on the dice. Oh no! Trevor, I can't believe you just dropped all the dice. All right, dice. chat, you need to not blow that hard. That's right. <laughs> yeah, chat blew really chat. hard on the dice. Way too hard. Cool down. Cool it. 14. Two more. Two more. 16. All right, chat, uh, calm your lungs. Calm your lungs. <laughs> cool your jets, chat. Come on. I want a shirt with a black and white picture of Trevor that says, calm your lungs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Did you right. have room? Yeah. In your dice tray for all those dice? Yeah. It, yeah wow. All right. All right uh, call them out. We'll yeah, call them out. out. We'll add them. Three. Three. Six. Four. Oh. oh. Sorry. Three, four. Three, four. Okay. Seven. Three. Ten. Ten. One. Eleven. Four. Fifteen. Two. Sixteen. Seventeen. Three. Twenty. Three. Twenty-three. Six. Twenty-nine. Three. Thirty-two. Thirty-five. Six. Forty-one. Forty-one. One. Forty-two. Five. Forty-seven. Forty-seven. Four. Fifty-one. Three. Fifty-four. Fifty-four damage. Okay, so we have two failures. Front wolf and middle wolf. Uh, front wolf dies. Ooh. Roasted toast double its own hit points in negative. <laughs> front wolf is gone. Uh, just a charred carcass on the ground. Uh, a carcass. That's the will. smaller wolf, the white wolf. Oh. Um, the the middle wolf. Um, remind me the number again. 50, uh, 54. 54. 54. Middle wolf is still alive. Its pelt flaming and charred. Embers kind of all around it. Um, it it is looks still like a alive. naked mole rat. Uh, not quite naked mole uh, rat. It's like a scattered mole rat, okay, if you will. Okay. Um, and the the remaining fire kind of winks out as the falling snow and the mist kind of kind For of sure. puts it out. It is heavily bloodied and charred. Uh, it is not doing so great. The wolf in the back sees the fireball coming and ducks out of the way intelligently. So if we just move it like ten feet closer to Fox, basically, like it's kind of getting out of the range there. Um, it kind of leaps out of the way and just skids to a stop with its not twenty. Um, that wolf <laughs> snaps. And it didn't take any damage. It didn't take any damage. Should take half damage. On a nat 20? Sure, I'll give it half oh, damage. No, that's nat fair. 20. Nat, no, I, we, in the past, we've done it nat 20 takes no damage. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, no, that's no, fair. That's that. fair. I yeah. didn't think about it. Uh, so it, it <laughs> snaps uh, its teeth together, and it's going to barrel towards Fox because it's its turn next. Yes? Oh, I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Miss Glorious Pugs over there who was doing the math a lot faster than any of us at the table. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's that, almost like it's her profession. Yeah, yeah. my wife, the mathematician. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Math magician. So uh -huh. the, the dire wolf um, kind of snaps its teeth, or not dire wolf, winter wolf. That's what I'm trying to say. Winter mm. wolf snaps its teeth, gnashes, and then sprints towards Fox. It's going to, it doesn't need to take the dash action to get there, but it's going to rush towards Fox. Can um, I roll? I like that the mini. Fox's unfortunately, mini is like not. Actively uh, stabbing there's it. There's nothing to roll here yet, um, but it is going to attempt to multi attack you. So as it rushes towards you, it's going to use its cold breath. Uh, okay. Exhale a blast of freezing wind in a 15 foot cone that only hits Fox. Yep. Um, you need to succeed on a dexterity so Trevor needs saving throw. Yep. <laughs> DC 12 dex save for Fox. Okay. Add nine to whatever you roll. I rolled a three. So that's so 12. 12. 12. Attacker wins in a tie. DC 12. Yep. Attacker wins in the tie. Right. I still take half damage. Fox takes 48 damage. Go ahead and roll it on my behalf. 4d8? Uh, yeah. 4d8. But half it. Okay. Yeah. I got one. Okay, uh, that's a one, two, six, 
one. That's ten damage. That's ten damage. Half. Five. Yep. So you take five cold damage. Okay. Uh, as you take that five cold damage, the wolf leaps into you. Um, because it's got enough of a a lead up to its attack, it gets to roll this attack with advantage, Trevor. It's a melee weapon Cleo attack rolls. plus six. Cleo rolls. You're right. Cleo rolls. Melee. You're rolling for me. Um, why does it get advantage? Uh, because it sprinted towards you. It built oh, up a charge. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. These um, darn winter wolves. D20 with advantage plus six. 15 plus six. Does that that definitely hit hits. Okay. So it hits Fox with its jaws, snaps shut, take 11 points of, da- of piercing damage, um, and you need to succeed on a strength saving throw of DC 14. Uh, add a one to whatever you roll. <laughs> Ooh. That's a 10. That's a 10. 11. 11. The strength saving throw is DC 14. Fox is knocked prone and back 10 feet by the wolf, which is grappling him. So the wolf goes with him. Okay. Um, um, latched onto him with its How much damage was that again? Uh, you took 11 points of piercing damage. 11. Um, and that wolf is uh-huh. over there <laughs> snarling, doing its thing. Um, the This brings us to the next turn in initiative order, which is Bruiser. Um, Bruiser's going to run. Get this thing off of me! To the one in front of us. Okay. <laughs> Bruiser ignores the one on top of Fox and runs to the other one. Yeah. And then he is going to uh, rapier attack. Okay, rapier attack. With advantage. Uh, yeah, so you roll to hit with advantage. Uh, 15 and a 14, so I'm pretty sure that'll hit. That's going to be... That hits. Okay. The AC to beat is 13. And since it's advantage, we're also going to hit sneak attack. Is an extra sixty-six. <laughs> High-level rogues are amazing. I know. They are. Okay. Imagine not taking levels in Bard. <laughs> you guys are so lucky that Jeb successfully attuned and that you were all able to see for this encounter. Yeah. Can you imagine yeah, doing it blind? Same. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, can people do math for me? Yeah. Yep. I'm ready. Okay. Six. Yep. Yep. Six. Yep. Twelve. Four. Yep. Sixteen. One. Seventeen. 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 Two. Nineteen. Nineteen. Three. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Eight. Tw- Thirty. Twenty-two. Yep. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Describe the killing blow. So, Bruiser just just starts. In the mic. Sorry. Bruiser just starts running up to this, and he draws his rapier as he's running. And he just leaps with his wing, like, like takes off. Oh, yeah. And, like, just goes right through it. Love that. Just spears right through it. This thing is singed. It kind of, like, freezes up for a second and then falls over to its side as Bruiser, like, knocks it over with his momentum. Uh, that brings us to the next turn in initiative order, which is Mockery. Mockery is going to go to the wolf on top of Fox Help. and attempt to fling Help. it off with her spear. So Mockery is going to roll a strength check, Cleo. Uh, which Cleo will roll on my behalf. And the strength is just a plus one for Mockery. 13. Okay, so that's 13. a 14. Uh, and no, that is no, sorry, I added it for you. Oh, Welcome okay. Welcome to die. 13 total. Yeah. Um, and Trevor, you're, no, wait, you're rolling yep, for me. Rolling okay, out. you're rolling both sides of this. Now roll the strength check from the Winter Wolf to ignore, basically. No, I, Winter Wolf, strong. Winterwolf strong. Okay, Winterwolf she strong. tries to pry it off with her spear, but she can't make any any headway uh, as it's far on as my that arm. goes. I can't 
Um, and that concludes Mockery's turn and brings us to Owlin. So Owlin is going to move to this wolf. Owlin goes rushing over to the bridge and, to help. And he is going to rage. And when oh. he rages, this storm has been above this this place for several days. Yeah. But as he rages, you see some of the cloud from above literally sift down and collect around him in a 10-foot radius. Mm-hmm. And as this happens, he, his, as his wings, his ethereal wings sprout and he raises his scimitar of speed up into the air, a bolt of lightning comes down and hits the wolf as he rages. Let's go. Does the wolf get any kind of save for half damage? Yeah, or does uh, it, just it does have it? a save for half damage, a DC 15 dex save. Leo? 17 on the so die. So it does pass, Okay, but I'm going to so still... So it's going to take half damage. How much? Uh, oh, you have to roll it. Ha-ha. Yeah. Uh, a d6. Just one? Just one. Okay. Six. So three damage. Three okay. lightning damage. And then Alan is going to do his double attack with the scimitar of speed. So Great. two d20 rolls, both Natural of them. 20. Oh, let's go. Natural 20. Add the two uh, d6 in the crit pool on top of your crit damage. Okay. That's awesome. Uh, do you want the second attack rolled and then do Yeah, roll, roll the second attack as well. That is a three. Okay, okay, three plus eight is 11. I assume that doesn't Not going to hit. Okay. okay. Um, and then so the damage is 1d6 plus five, and then plus... 2d6. So, so it's 2d6 on one of them. That's our first crit attack with the that is true. damage. That is. 2d6 on one of them plus... So it's 4d6 plus five for one of the attacks. That's it, right? Okay. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Is it double die or double damage? I thought we were doing double die. Is that correct? Double, double die. So okay. 4d6 plus five is the actual is the roll for the damage. So it would be 8d6. No. No, it would be 4d6. 4D6 oh, plus 5. 4D6. He's done the math. I was doing oh, the math. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's got you. Yeah. He's got many, you, bro. We have two in the crit pool? Yeah, two in the crit pool plus whatever his double damage was, which yeah. I think is, so it's 2d6 it's plus so, two in the yeah. crit pool. So it is total gotcha. of 46 plus 5. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad that we've do done math. the math again. Nice. Yes. Alrighty. Uh, 6, yep. 1, 7, 7 3, 10, 10 3, 13, 13 plus 5 is 18 damage. 18 doubled because of hit harder. So 36. 36 damage. Wow. 36 plus the original 3 doubled to 6 brings us to a total of 6 plus 36, 42. 42. Answer the life, the universe, and everything. But Ooh, not the answer killing this wolf. Oh, no. Uh, that's a strong Alan wolf. slashes it up, and you do draw blood, uh-huh. but the wolf is still, still kicking, still going. Uh, luckily, your party is huge, and Radford gets a chance at the beastie <laughs> next. <laughs> Ooh, baby. <laughs> All right, Mockery, this is how it's done. It's feisty. <laughs> it won't get off no matter what you do. Is it holding Fox? Yeah, it is. It is it has bit it in into Fox's shoulder. Okay. So it tackled him to the ground, so basically. So he's grappled, essentially. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Run. Hello, Lupin. Sneaky dog from under the table. The OG winged badger. I'm going to jump across... To this bridge. Anything fancy for that? Little ten foot jump. Uh, for ten, 10 foot feet, j- roll uh, an athletics check. DC of ten. Don't you need me to roll? Oh yeah. Yeah. Trevor's got to roll. Yeah. Uh, eighteen on the die. Eighteen on the die. Easy jump. All right. Radford makes it. Let's go. Um, he screeches to a halt, and he's gonna just punch the thing right in the face. Roll two, to hit two times. Uh, first is a six on the die. Second is a fifteen on the die. The fifteen definitely hits the six. What is it? He's with a your plus mouth? ten with his punches. So okay. it's a sixteen and a fifteen plus something. Yeah, yeah, those both hit. And it's a one d six plus six per hit. So two d six. 
Yep, 2d6. Okay, plus 12. Plus yeah. a, a... And then yeah. doubled because of hit harder. That's so funny. 2d6 only rolled a 3 total. Plus 12. Plus oh, I should have doubled what the Winter Wolf did to you. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Dude, I, I can just do that right now. Sure. It's, I'm not dead. Yeah, it's the only damage you've taken, so just double whatever yeah. that was. So 30 damage to the wolf, though. Yeah. 30 damage to the wolf. Yeah. This time, the wolf the does die. Alan okay. slices it up twice. It's already bleeding, and then uh, Radford, from that end, is able to get to, like, it's it's a biting fox, so it can't defend its head. So Radford just, like, hits it right in the head twice, um, and that wolf is out. What a way to die. Blunt force trauma from yeah. a monk. <laughs> bah, bah. Uh, and now there are the, he went the, peacefully. The three carcasses <laughs> no. of wolves are there. Mockery spins her spear around and stabs it into the snow like some kind of end of combat ritual and then uh, goes around and beheads the three wolves to make sure they're no longer a threat. And, Oof. you know, like all of the efficient mm-hmm. dispatching things that a monk who has to travel alone would learn. Yep. Um, basically takes care of that stuff. I didn't even have to lift a finger there. I just got to stand around. Uh, uh-huh. And also, the the various 10-minute chat rewards have expired pretty much exactly on time with the end of that <sighs> combat. So thanks for that, chat. Wow. Way to, way to come in clutch. That was so much fun. There you go, Cleo. Oh, did you give me my die back? Thank you. Uh, I think I did pretty well. And so you're standing yes, out there, the wind swirling around you, the sudden quiet, um, and just the sound of shook, shook, as mockery's cutting off their heads. Do I remember there being a lot of wolves around this area? Uh, there, The wolves, you like, yes, there are lots of wolves in the Darkwood. There are yeah, not usually wolves this high up this in the mountain. No. Something must be driving them. I mean, I would think it would be the advancing army. Yeah, steel cubes. Steel cubes melt beams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add a die to the tension pool. <laughs> uh, I, yes, it must be the advancing army. You would one would think, um, but it would be a difficult journey for them to uh, reach this high on the mountain. Mm. Doesn't bode well. No. no, I'm gonna get back inside and tend to my arm. Yes, I, you I should, don't like, mind. You should like sing to that thing or something. <sighs> Could you like still play your thing with your arm messed up? I I I was just gonna put a whistle in my mouth and use that. Do you okay. need help holding the whistle? Uh, no, I can, I can one hand. I'll hold it. it go. Yes, I do believe that uh, catching up on rest so that we can be fully ready for another day of work tomorrow. Uh, just as a reminder um, for me, long rest. Hey. Is yes. that a. F- how, how many. How do you. Do you recover just all your yes. die? Yes, you recover everything on a yeah. long rest. Okay. Yep. I mean, I unless gotta, other, besides things that, like, refresh only at certain times, like motorcycles and well, stuff. Well, sure. I'm feeling a little lucky. How so? Well, obviously from the... Well, yeah, yeah. Rod. That goes without saying. Yes. But we have the rest of the night. We have more rods. What do you suggest? I, I agree. We already know that one of them costs time. What is the likelihood that the others also cost time? Wait, which ones do we have left? We have the rod of dexterity. Strength? We have the rod of strength. Uh, Definitely not for me. And wisdom. It looks like gunner. And wisdom <laughs> is mean, the other one, right? Wisdom is not attuned. Wisdom is not attuned. I, I look strong, but I'm not actually as strong as I look. I mean, I, In constitution? No, it's more like a strong against. Constitution, constitution is with the king. Yeah. The dwarven right, king. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's a good book name. Constitution is with the king. Right? <laughs> Dexterity. 
So wait, how many rods have we detuned? One, two, three. We've detuned four three. with the king. So right. yeah, weird. there's three more. So there's yeah. I mean, two, I two. could try the dex one. Yeah. And we have the wisdom as well, and the strength. I mean, Zoth was able to do the wisdom in a single night, right? Yeah. I mean, that that may all be true, but I personally, I don't feel up to any of the ones remaining. I'm not, I'm not particularly skilled in you're, those you're two attributes. You're pretty big, right? Like, yeah, I aren't might, you strong? I might be big, but I'm not. Not. I mean, I'm. I'm. Slightly above average strong, I would assume for these mm. these these rods, that I would need to be more than slightly above average oh, strong. That's fair. I'm gonna take us out of the narrative here for a second and talk to you all as your dungeon master for yeah. just a moment. Uh, I have not prepared those dungeons. Mm. Uh, I can run them on the fly, Alan, but I want you to know that there's like there's going to be a difference in level of of uh, skill in like these ones. I've tried to make really special. Sure. So yeah, Alan sure. Is, just so uh, you have that to consider. Alan is going to argue against this idea. Um, yes. This is all true, and I and I appreciate that you're feeling lucky, uh, and that does make sense now that you would feel very lucky, yeah. Jeb. Um, I just personally don't think that this would be um, super worth the risk tonight. We don't know exactly what the negative effects of not attuning to these rods would be. Obviously, we know the blindness effect of the of the rod of luck, but yeah. we don't know the other oh. negative effects. Blindness. You couldn't see. Because now I can see, like, like I, I, I see like, possible like divergent futures and possibilities off of, mm. like. I bet they stuff. love you here. Are you saying now Maybe. that like the the magic effect almost like rain clouding you, has cleared away and and now you can see clearly now? No, nothing like that. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that it's like it's like opposites of like the benefits. So it's like yes, the dexterity rod. It you could would, like lose it could mobility. Make, it could make someone sluggish or immobile. It could make them paralyzed. With, same with the strength rod. It could Has anyone render someone extremely the rod weak. Before the luck? What? No. Has anyone failed at attuning to the rod before yeah. we had the luck? Well, uh, from what we have been able to gather about Zothkug, it seemed as though he may be only partially succeeded in attuning to his rod, and that may have been a part of what okay what what ha- made Hear that happen. Hear me out. Unrelated to rods. <laughs> I just realized something. You have so to go Jeff, to the bathroom. You, well, that's true, but, <laughs> but you were, you said you could see possibilities? Yeah, it's weird. I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out, but like, yeah. How far? Wow, that was weird. You like moved your mouth three times like you were trying to think of what to say, and I like saw the words that you were trying to say. And then you said how far, and I was like, oh, that one. It, oh, I, I, okay, so it's a little confusing. I, I get it. Um, how how far in the future do you think you can see? I don't know. I haven't really. I don't think it's like seeing into the future. From what he said, it's like. Can I different options? I get I, that. Do I have an understanding of the rod of luck at this point, or can I cast identify I'm, on it? And I'm try just to... working on doing a little write up on the gotcha, rod of luck gotcha. for you. So uh, you're still it's still coming to yeah, you overnight. Yeah, it's still coming to me. So I feel if, like if I spend a little bit more, t- you know, like spend a little bit more time with it, I'll probably suss it out. But for right now, it's it's kind of like when I use my the chronal shift thing to kind of rewind and figure out a little time branch thing. But it's just like all over the place. And so it's like, hear me out. What if you got within sight lines of the army and just were able to meditate 
and look at the entire army as a whole instead of seeing probably there's a few people tripping here and there or not tripping or you'd probably see all the little things first but look at the overall I mean, maybe. and maybe you can see the possibilities the cubes could do see like little vision cones well that that, that plays into what would be helpful for when you two scout it out tomorrow True. I think with Jeb spending t oh. more time overnight to glean well, what the rod can do, the rod could be very helpful. If you want to, but like I've got a rod now, so I could just go myself. I can't I, fly, so oh, this is correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, I could I could bring you along flight wise, but it just depends on whether I know you that want you help. don't like being that high up, and that was really brave of you of like offering that, but it's kind of not necessary anymore. Yeah, no, I I already assumed I'm not going now that he's attuned to a well, rod. Well, it, it really just depends on Jeb. Do you feel as though you need or want help on that? On that, do you do you need or want someone else to go with you? No, I I, th I think maybe sticking in the clouds and being a smaller you know target no. is probably better. No, not again. I'm coming with you, Jeb. <laughs> We're not oh. doing this again. What if we lose both of you? No, that's fair. No, that's fair. No, that's fair. That's fair. I wish More I likely stone. that we lose one of us if we go by ourselves than if we lose both of I, us. I agree. I think yeah. that this is fine. Um, but in, as, as I was saying, in that case, you studying the rod more tonight, then resting, and then that will then make that more beneficial for yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. I do believe that we need to let the other rods be for now until we feel like we're in more of a position to where there isn't an army at our door. That's fair. We also don't then know we how can long risk. Take. All right. Yes. Well, first thing tomorrow morning, somebody needs to check and see if we can't get those notes on who can cast spells. Okay. Yes. I'm, I'm going to go tonight. You're going to go tonight? I'm going to go tonight. Here's, here's, here's the thing. I've only burnt up one shell. That's not, that's not inconsequential. Weren't you helping with Hold preparations? On. Yes, but... This is more I, important. I don't see well during the day. Mm -hmm. 1.1. I can see great at night, and they can't, so that's a bit of an advantage. But... If those wolves are coming up here tonight, we might not have till the morning. And I think going and seeing what's what now has a lot of potential to to help us out. All right, then you two go. <sighs> okay, uh, we'll get some sleep so we can work on the airship first. First thing. Yeah, we need we need a we need a little bit of rest. I think at yeah. least to recoup some of that. But uh, then Radford, do you, like how far down is it? If I were to just fly. Like straight line, how far would it be? Yeah, uh, it'd probably be maybe half a mile. You know, like time the path wise, is so wide. Oh, time wise, you could probably. What's your rate? How fast do you fly? So I think it's a sixty foot fly. Okay, speed. so it's like kind of like a dashing speed. But I I looked and it's only ten minutes per charge. So I'm trying. You would to probably like need four flies if you were going to go from here. Well, but if you went down the path to the ravine, like where the bridge is, and you just flew over the bridge. Yeah, like walked thing, a little bit. First. That would be two, two. So you would okay. only the only hazard you would need to cross would be the windswept thing, and worst case, you get thrown off the side and you cast fly. Right. You know. <laughs> so hear me out. We fly as far out as we can, and then just fall. And it is fall. That's that's great. That's awesome. That's what I want to do. That's our legacy. I have. That was more <laughs> of a joke suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> but I trust you, Jeb. Hey, Fox, you've done it before. Hey, okay, pup. If I ever tell you, hey, let me burn all of my spell shells, we'll fly out in one direction as far as we can go and then fall, don't listen to me. <laughs> I, I don't, not, I don't no, I don't suggest spelling all of your... I, I, I thought it would be like a one slot. Oh. Oh. Well. 
Watch. All right, so. I have, uh, for all the past times that someone has attuned to the rod because it's been the end of a session, I've told them between sessions what that rod does and let them reveal it as the play goes on. Um, is it okay if I just tell everyone what this rod does, or do you sure. want me to yeah, find no, no, out? We're, okay. we're here for it. Yeah. We are Normally, right, we have chat. the downtime between episodes. I say we just do it. Here we go. The rod has a passive effect. Lucky Aura, you and creatures within 30 feet of you that are your allies treat 19s on the die as a critical 20. <laughs> oh. Three times per long rest, amplified luck. After hearing the results of a roll from a creature within 30 feet of you, including yourself, you may choose to force that roll to either fail or succeed. Oh. Whoa. And finally, uh, yeah, three times per long rest. Um, That's that's a lot, yeah. And finally, once per lunar cycle, which is 30 long rests that you will track, because I certainly won't, uh, you can activate Luck of the Ancients. You present the Ancients with a course of action, and they tell you how the immediate results of that course of action are most likely to pan out. So basically, you take the Luck element out of something. Wow. And okay. there is a chance, yes, chat, you heard it here, there is absolutely a chance that we may need to n- nerf the number of amplified lucks, that three per long rest. But also, this this rod contains the luck of 72 past eons. Um, and like all of them, I tried to give them all pretty significant buffs. Yeah. Um, so no, I mean, that, yeah. yeah, that tracks. So I'm just telling chat because it happened at the table, yeah. unlike the other ones. So yeah. I'm saying, there's a chance that we'll be like, oh, shoot, we really need to nerf that down to one. But we we're know? starting at three. Uh, and that is the way it be. Okay. Cool. So. I have, Fox, I have enough shells still in my bandolier for, see, well, we're, we're doing both of us. So that's three, four, I have six. 60 minutes of flight time. How many sides does a D minute have? <laughs> Nice. 60. And 60 sides. I. We've got one of those. Do you think we can. Uh, we do. If we have 60 minutes of flight time combined between us, mm-hmm. that means we would have to be able to get there and back within 30 minutes Correct. of flight time. Correct. I think it's going to take. I, I, I think we set off tomorrow. Because it's going to take us, I think, half a day to get there. By the time we get there and we're in position, it's going to be sunrise. How, uh... Let's fly. Let's just fly. The whole way. The whole way. How are we going to get back? It's not going to take us over half an hour to get there. (sighs) DM? Yes. Never mind. You know what? Yeah, I you trust Jeb. What? You're looking at me you for know what? I trust Jeb. What? Who's got a sled? <gasps> Yo, they uh, gotta have a sled here. Uh, uh, actually, I believe <laughs> we do. Wait, what? Yes, Alan will go in yeah. back into the into the room and be like, I, I've been carrying uh, our possessions on it. We got this tent from this quite yeah. this character of a vendor. Uh, we've been carrying our stuff on this sled, and Alan will take out the sled. This. Do you think this will work in the snow? You said that the tear track was. I said like what I said. Wide and it was like, like this. Yeah. And it went the whole way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are three hazards. Um, 
remember, so like the wind shelf that is a straight line, if you're in something with no coefficient of friction and you're being blown by the wind, that's going to be a pretty serious hazard to you. And there's no, no, a no, rickety no. old bridge. But yes, the rest of the tear track, by all means. And thus bobsledding was invented. Feel the rhythm. Yeah, but they call it jeb sledding. In yeah. The yeah. Right. yeah, let's go. Come We're on, going. It's, it's bobsled time. It's bobsled time. It's bobsledding time. Jeb, jeb slide time. Jeb slide. <laughs> All right. Uh, and if at any point we get slung off, we start flying. No bigsies. We let the inertia take us. Well, I do like this sled, but I guess if that is what have to, has to be done, then that is what has to be done. I'll buy you a new sled. Okay. <laughs> Sleds are replaceable. This Entire so mountain complexes and avatars are not. That was part. That Neither was are friends. <laughs> uh, okay. So it sounds like the next course of action here is we're going jeb sledding. Yes. Is that I think, right? I think everyone yeah. else is long resting. Everyone yeah. else who's about to long rest, uh, roll a perception check first. Can I use the bathroom real quick? Yeah. Everyone else is rolling a perception check. Uh, yeah. 16. 16. Yeah. Gunner had a 12. Alan had a 17. Okay. And what about Radford? Totally doing it. 15 plus things. Perception? Yeah. 17. Never mind. Well. Well. You all head in for your long rest? All right. Yep. Uh, Cleo just left to go to the restroom, but we're going to do the sledding scene anyway, and okay. you can just roll on behalf of Cleo if it's necessary. All right, sounds um, good. Most of the sledding is easy peasy. Um, this this trail, it, it didn't know it when the trail was formed, but this thing was built for Jeb sledding. <laughs> uh, the the banks are high enough Instead that even of on Bob the... sledding, it's Jeb sledding? Yeah, yeah. the That's banks great. are high enough that even on the turns, the sled just correctly goes around. The, you know, it's like a banked yeah. turn. Jeb, Jeb is able to just guide the sled around those turns. So you, you zoom down this mountain, you and Fox, whoosh, flying down, the wind whipping through your hair. Um, and then you come to, almost before you even realize it, you come to the wind shelf, and the wind is trying to whoosh, rip you off the mountain. Um, you have two approaches. You can either stay on the sled, in which case you need to make uh, some kind of, you can justify the skill, but you need to turn the sled very sharply on the other end. To my understanding, mm -hmm. this sled is not a vehicle. No, it's not. So it does not steer. Right. You need to find a way to turn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and... From what Radford told me, at the end of this shelf is a very narrow bridge. Yes. So we're going to have not, to not aim directly it. off. You're going to make a turn, go down the path a little right, further, but, and then but a like we're aiming at a narrow bridge. Yeah. Um. I. I I think we're just gonna go off. Like you're gonna go off the edge and try and catch again later. And well, I think we're just gonna fly. Like we're gonna get through this hazard all the way off and just. Huh. What was the other option? I'd like go airborne. Yeah. Okay. I th I think that's what we we're because. That's fine. Because the the time difference you told me when yeah that's fine. Now we're figuring out this is close was enough. we were traveling down to that like and this is like a little this is that first uh, yeah the challenge. first hazard yeah so maybe he'll try just to like do some leaning to like keep it on there as long as possible. But at the end, if he doesn't make it, okay, I think he's just gonna D go off the edge. 
I'm going to check the wording of fly since we have a little time here before Cleo joins us to make sure that, like, decide whether the sled you. comes with you. I have it right here. Okay. Uh, you touch a willing creature. The target gains a flying speed of 60 feet for the duration. When the spell ends, the target fail or f- the target falls mm. if it is still aloft, unless it can stop the fall. Okay. And it's a concentration spell. It is concentration. So we are going to roll to keep concentration as you enter the storm that surrounds the mountain. I am upcasting at fourth level so I can cast it on Fox as well. So we'll be That's flying fine. independently. Okay. Uh, so both of you will roll concentration, basically, or no, is it still I, will, you? I am concentrating on the spell, but we're Great. both able to fly. Perfect. So uh, we'll have we'll have those concentration rolls. There will be two of them to get through the storm, because down the mountain the storm gets wider, because the mountain's wider. So there's more storm to cut through. Um, okay. And then on the other side of that, you will have pretty much made it there in one casting. Okay. Um, if you fail one of your concentration checks, obviously you would have to cast again to bring fly back or find find another solution. If for I problem. remember correctly, concentration is a constitution saving throw? Yes, concentration is a constitution saving throw, and I believe the level of the spell determines the DC. I'm going to quick look it up to make sure I'm right here. Hold on to your butt. Do, 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 do. Aww. Unless you got any bright ideas, we're going off the edge. We've just made it down the luge, and we're like crossing that flat plateau. Oh, careful, careful! You know, there you go. Okay. Um, so what's going to happen is you get buffeted by hail. Okay. Um, and each time the DC is ten. Oh, before we do this, before we head off, I point blank shoot you in the face with my blunderbuss. And your eyes start to sparkle, and you have dark vision 60 feet for the next eight hours. It is okay. not concentration. Nice. Um, so you go rushing down this mountain, Fox. Uh, you careen around a corner, and there in front of you is the wind shelf. As the sled races out onto the wind shelf, Jeb probably like yelling with glee as it <sighs> zooms forwards. The wind picks up behind. This is one of the hazards of the mountain. The wind is threatening to yank you off the edge, and you need to basically get to the end and make like a hairpin turn to continue down the slope, except you don't. You just whoosh, off the edge. The sled falls away, and you're flying. So wait, I, I don't have a chance to do something for that? He's, he's, okay. he, can, he can if he wants to. Uh, you went I'm to the bathroom. We were oh, in the fair. course of action. Yeah, that's what happened. Sorry. Yep, that's what happens yeah. while you're in the bathroom. You went to the bathroom. Yeah, the, the bathroom on the back of the sled that's totally there. Yeah. Uh, you whoosh yeah, off no, the Yeah, I kind edge. of just like went unconscious at the speed of we're going Ding. down a mountain. Yeah. The occupied light come, turns off yeah. and it comes out to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, so you are whoosh airborne. You begin soaring away from the mountain and into the blizzard uh, conditions that are outside of it. The, the hail begins buffeting you out there. I'd like that first constitution save, DC 10. The speed at which we're going and the strength of the wind, are we kind of like semi-gliding? Like, what I, like Yeah, a little wind? bit of both. You're going the right direction. Okay. We're going the right you way. You don't need to do this. This is me. So I cast fly on both of us. I'm maintaining the concentration on the spell. We can fly oh, independently. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's a 10. That's a 10. Attacker wins in a tie. I guess you're attacking with your concentration, or are you being attacked? You're probably being attacked. The hail is damaged. So you would lose concentration, um, and you begin falling. Okay. We're both in the sled, though, right? I guess kind (laughs) of. The sled is also falling. You're not in it right now. I'm going to grab the sled. (laughs) Can Can I see the ground? Uh, no, you can't see the ground. You're yeah. like in the storm, so you're pretty far out. Yeah, so I'm going to grab on to Fox's clothes because mm-hmm. I need to touch him. Yeah. 
And I'm, I'm grabbing wait. the sled. <laughs> You're not grabbing the sled. No. We're going to fall until I see some of the ground. Okay, you can see the ground. And then we cast fly again. Sure, you cast fly again. Yep, the casting are works. You are out of the storm just underneath of it. Now I need a stealth check. Now you're low enough that as you approach, the army has a chance to see you. Their perception is going to be a disadvantage. It is, yeah, because it is Should dark. I roll? Yeah, because you're being stealthy. Yes, we're, we're moving independently. I'm just, I, I wasn't sure if I was just here along the ride. That's what it felt like there for a second. Oof, not good on me. Uh, I got a 30. I'm going to use my last chronal sh Actually, no, it's a new day. I'm going to use a chronal shift to re-roll this. Every day is a new day. That's what we say. Every day I'd be chronal shifting. <laughs> Every day I'm hustling. 12. 12. I'm going to add a die to the tension pool. The army does not seem to detect you. You hear no alarms go up, nobody moves. You're still 500 feet up, so it's not like yeah. you can read their lips or hear them talking or anything, but no no cry goes up. But how far up are we from the ground? Um, I mean, I guess at least 500 feet. You tell me. <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, we're looking for... You wanted to get for, onto for one of the... We're looking and for like cubes and movement. Cubes and troop movement, yeah. So yeah, so like you come off the eastern edge of the mountain, which is where the one cube has stayed right. stationary, because that's the one Radford told you we knew where it would yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. So you go racing over there. It is 500 feet tall. It's probably like 510 that's feet so to the top big. of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Chat also has added to the tension pool a second Ooh. one. Oh, uh, no. 500 by 500 by 500. Big cast iron tub. Any markings You're on it? You're flying over. No markings on it that you can see. And as you get closer, it does look like, I mean, you aren't familiar with the term yeah, yeah, welding, yeah. but you've seen, you know, oh. devices and artifice so made. So it's not bolted. So it's you like, see, it's like, like melded together along the sides uh, or the, or the yeah. edges um, as you approach it. You come to a stop on the top of it um, and you, you, it feels warm to the touch. Well, we have a little bit of time. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna, chat has redeemed GM gives a clue but forgot to input what the clue is about so I'm going to wait for chat to add a question uh, into the chat for me to answer or at least give a clue about um, and as a reminder I have the right to veto this if it's too game breaking is there any um, like vents, grills holes, anywhere along the top chat asks can the players ask the question sure um, and no, there are no vents or holes along the top. It appears to be sealed at the top as well, but on top, just with bolts. Like, you know, they okay. set the thing down and bolted it. Uh, so, yeah, players, you've been given the question by um, chat. They've said you can choose what. Do we what want it to be about the cube? Well, let me, it should be about let the me cubes, do but. it this way. Um, I was going to cast Identify on this thing. On the cube? Yeah. You would find it to be non-arcane. Non-arcane. So it is, it's a storage container for yeah. something inside of it. Mm -hmm. Something massive. Something big. Yep. Why would they hide it? Maybe so that way... Well, they're not must... hiding it. It's in plain sight. So I mean, they're, like, the thing inside the they're cube... They're probably containing it. It is warm to the touch, which makes me a little bit more worried about your idea that Ancient it could do something trick. with the fire, you know, erupting on the mountain. Yeah, but metal melts in fire. Eventually. Well, eventually, but maybe this isn't hot enough yet. It's so big, though. If you're looking for other things you could do, you could try investigation, uh, history to learn about metalworking. You could try um, survival to try and, and to, you know, uh, anticipate like a war use for this um, or any other check you can justify. Um, I just wanted to tell you you have the options. I would like to use Firebolt and try to Iron Man a hole. Oh, I see. I see. That's and, like, cool. Cut a hole into it to look inside. Uh, I'm gonna just like in the take corner like my somewhere. cloak 
and kind of just like try to cover oh, up. Oh, like block some of the light? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're 500 feet up. Sure. Uh, okay. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. Uh, Firebolt, how much damage does Firebolt do? Uh, it's my cantrip, but we're high enough level, it should do decent. Uh, I think it does 3d10 per strike, and I'm just like firing it off. Okay. So. Uh, it takes a while for you to make okay. any progress as far as heating. I mean, this is just a huge chunk of... It is cold out, too, of, if yeah. that makes sense. But so I just it, want to make a little thing. Yeah. So you're talking like a peephole or like large enough to jump through if Not you want to Not large enough in. to jump through. Large enough to look through. Maybe okay. large enough to put my arm in. Okay. You'll make like about that big. You make a little peephole. Um, you know, it's maybe Jeb's mole head sized sure. for you both to look through. And the cast iron does fall away when you Dude. complete the hole. So it falls in there. Do I hear, um, like, a long distance and then a clang? You don't. Ooh. Do we hear anything? Uh, maybe a slight rustling noise? You look in oh, dear. through the hole, and you can see the faint glow, the faint amber glow that tells you ciphers are active uh, inside this thing uh, coming from the ceiling. The ciphers are up above, and as you look down, you can feel as, like, maybe as you poke your little mole nose in or whatever, you feel a plane of heat that is radiating downwards. Um, whatever is in this cast iron container is meant to be kept warm. And you both have, uh, you have normal dark vision and you have superior dark yeah. vision. Both of those are sufficient that you can see at least 60 feet into the cube, right? You can yes. see 120 feet. Yeah. So you couldn't see the whole way to the bottom. Oh, that's, but, fair. that's fair. But you see, what you see when you look inside is foliage. You see leaves and vines. Leaves from um, the vines. I'm going to... Chip, uh, should I try maybe... Am I, I'm not sure if I have enough range, but maybe something this big, I can hit it 60 feet down just at the edge of my vision. Do you think maybe like fire light up. might that's light a, up that's, a re- that's actually a really clever idea. While you're doing that, I'm going to stand up and survey the area for a second just to see if I, what I can get out of the... Uh, <laughs> What I can get out of the army movements, because I feel like the more we poke this bear, the more we're gonna need to like start yes. leaving. So yes. let's get that information. We haven't. That spent is a the good DM idea. Clue yet have we? No. No. Uh, okay. Yeah, you did. You asked what would happen if you identified the thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, Without I guess technically identify. Okay. Cool. There's a free identify. Okay. Cool. That was the clue. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to cast fairy fire at the extent of my visual range, straight down, and twenty foot cube. Uh, they have to pass a deck save if any creatures are within that 20-foot cube. Okay. I need to read Fairy Fire uh, for a second here. Do you want me to read it out loud for the, the chat? Card. That would be even better. Yeah, yes. read it out loud for me. <clears throat> Each object in a 20-foot cube okay. within range is outlined in blue, green, or violet light. Your choice. Any creature in the area when the spell is cast is also outlined in light if it fails a dexterity saving throw. For the duration, objects and affected creatures shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. Any attack roll against the affected creature or object has advantage if the attacker can see it. And the affected creature or object cannot benefit from being invisible. So okay. it does objects, too. Yeah. Yes. So it should outline anything within that. Yeah. Um... Okay, I'm, I'm now looking up some other things here. Sorry. And this is why Baldur's Gate is really impressive, but not perfect, because the, the instances that you run into when you cast this kind of spell, no game developer can replace the amazing abilities of a perfect DM. Of a perfect DM. Perfect DM. Yeah. 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 
It's just because it's his birthday. Chat, you want to add? Add, to add to the you know. flattery? Maybe wow. you'll be wow. merciful to us. Can wow. I make a flattery roll? Yeah. A flattery, a flattery roll? roll? Yeah, <laughs> charisma with advantage because he has the rod of Can charisma. Can I roll to seduce? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, buddy. I'm married. Me too. Chat's his wonderful DM. Okay, so. Let me see your spell card again. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure something out here. No, you're good. I, yeah, I, I understand go the struggle of like, does it fit the situation? Maybe 80%. I'm sure there's a magical. <laughs> <laughs> well, Magic sneeze. <laughs> Look at that save. Cleo cast wow. gust of wind. <laughs> that was a dexterity save that succeeded. Okay. Um, Cleo, you got to count down. I'm, so what I, was, what I was curious about is objects that are bigger than the 20-foot cube but pass <laughs> through it. I think in this instance, work. I'm going to apply it to the piece of the object that's in the 20-foot cube. So. Oh, yeah, because it's, that's the point of origin, and it radiates right. around there. It doesn't project. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the 20-foot cube, you can see, like, now outlined for you, the same leaves and vines, but you can see that they are very dense. Very, they almost fall like a curtain. Um, of, of kind of these vines that hang down. And they, there are some structures, or at least in the 20 feet, you can see there is a structure, a stone arch, basically, that the plants are grown across. Um, and that's what you see. Yeah. But nothing moving besides maybe leaves rustling. Yeah, the leaves are rustling, but nothing in particular is moving. The leaves are rustling. There's no wind in there, Chief. All right, all right, all right. Um, what's what's that thing that? Uh, yeah, Zoth, Zothkug's plant. Oh, Zothkug's plant was pulled from vines growing up a wall, and they were fluttering as if wind was blowing. But there was no wind. But there was no wind. As you're standing there listening, kind of wondering what's going on, you're, you know, you've got this idea about Zoth's plant, uh, you hear something else uh, echo up from inside the, the structure where the plants are, and it doesn't make any sense. It sounds like uh, maybe like the, the sails of a boat flapping full in the wind. Bob. Oh, and then it, no. And then it kind of quickly fades and passes away, and you hear a different sound kind of emerge out of it. It sounds almost like a machine revving. Fox. Fox. Yes. They're casting magic with the plant. Should we just light up the plant? Whenever, whenever Zoth ran out of leaves, he had to wait for the leaves to come back before he could cast any more magic. That would make sense. You could just firebolt it. I could firebolt it in there. I don't think they'll know. Because I'd, I'd, I'm going to peek over the edge, like put a cape over and just... Boop. Is no. Do, do oh, towards the ground? Yeah. Uh, you see, like, there are tents around the base of the thing. But is there any windows or anything like that? No, no, no. It's just a full, solid cast iron thing. At least as far as you can tell, you can't see 500 right. feet. So it, you're 120 feet of dark vision. You don't see any windows. I don't, I don't think they're going to be able to see inside. I think we could I'm just gonna light I'm going to cast a firebolt down into it. Not a fireball. A firebolt. I'm going to cover the hole when he does this. Remembers that there are ciphers on the roof, which means that there may be counter spells. And they bit me in the butt with that once. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Does my firebolt go all the way through? As your DM, 
I'm going to give you the choice <laughs> to choose whether or not you want to do this, knowing that I'm offering you that out. Are you sure you want to cast Firebolt into, into this structure? Okay, maybe it's before okay we to do say that, yes. No, 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 no. no as, I, I feel, I feel you. I feel you. As Jeb looks down into the structure and, and he sees imagines, the possibilities. yeah, as he imagines casting. <laughs> that's this is a better way for me to give you this out. Yeah. Uh, as as Jeb looks down through there and he sees the possibilities, um, he watches the firebolt uh, go through, and you don't know whether there's a counterspell in there. You don't know any of that stuff. You see it pass through at least the 120 feet that you can see, um, and then you see shapes moving. Just very briefly, you don't see the whole action they take or anything, but you see the the flickering, diverging distortions of uh, a large mass of humanoids uh, leaping up towards you. Yeah. Uh, say that closer to the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let me read a thing real quick. Chat, he be reading. Leo, what was your face earlier when you mentioned, like, the boats? You reacted very... Very strongly. Yes. When Josh mentioned boat-like things. The noise of the boats on the wind. Oh! Yeah. I mean, Fox doesn't know! Oh. Yeah. Because of I the know. chaos magic, but I Fox know. wasn't oh, there. I wasn't there either. Yeah, you can assume there's been a report given uh, that's fair. at your at, with your team. That's true. That's fine. Okay. Well, it's more like, oh yeah, Alan said something about right. this, rather right. than like I was there and I remember yeah. this sensation. Yeah. Alan was talking about hearing weird sounds and such. There's there's got to be chaos energy down there. Let's be cats instead. Thanks for the follow. There's got to be ASMR down there. Okay. <laughs> That's going in the quote, but. Okay. Okay. Chaotic Box. ASMR. Yes. Do you want to have some fun? Oh, my God. Define the fun. No. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Hold out your hands. And I take big boy. And I load my number six spell oh, slot into okay, it. Okay, I have okay. a feeling I know what's happening. And I crank it up, and a fireball starts to emit oh, no. with Fox's hand as the target. And there is a tiny little poof of light, and a little gray orb blink, lands into Fox's hand. What? What? What is this? This is Jeb's new feature of his spell class. Ooh. It's called Arcane Abeyance. It lets me take a spell of fourth level or higher and condense it into a little gray bead that another person can use in action to uh, to cast the spell however they choose. It's like creating a segment of a necklace of fireball. For yeah, yeah, yeah. But any spell. You've got a level six fireball sitting in your hand. Good, sir. And then he starts to crank up what? another one. <laughs> We're going twosies. Oh, okay. Uh, all right. He's all you got to do. Look down there. See where you want it to be. Crush it. All right. Do so you know what that means? We're going to crush it. We're going to crush it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We got an exit plan? Up. Up it is. Okay. Wait. Uh, do it. I- 
Um, it's okay. You got like an hour with that thing. Okay. I I don't think I can do anything too crazy. Just um, a level six fireball. Add a die to the tension pool. I can make us invisible. Cool. <laughs> then, we then we won't cast a shadow that takes up the side of the mountain. <laughs> Very true. Uh, okay. Now, one thing to be aware of. Yes. This box is sealed, which means with this much fire, it's going to consume all of the air inside and make a massive suction out of this tiny little hole, and anything nearby, it's going to get sucked inside. So we got a drop and bolt. Crush and drop bolt. and bolt. Okay. Yep. Let's go. Okay. Oven time. Uh, I'm going to cast invisibility. Cool. On both of us. <laughs> um, okay. And uh, we're invisible now. And cast fly on us. Three. Boop. Two. One. Ka-choom. You drop down two fireballs at sixth level. Remind me how many dice this is. Okay, We're not going to so, roll it. I just want to so get an mine idea. Mine is at fifth level. I only okay. have one sixth level spells. I gave you the big one. Ooh, okay. thank you. Because you're so special. Big boy. But fireball is... It's like 88 normally, right? Any level above fourth or higher adds a D6. So it is 8D6 at level three, 9, 10, 11. So it would be 11D6... For the sixth one and, and then ten d six, so twenty one d six of 21 damage. Twenty one d six. Okay, that's a so lot of d six. You, you drop oh. the you drop those in there, uh, and the the fire storm oh. is yeah. Right after we drop them, I'm gonna cast mend to fix the hole we made. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. we're gonna hotbox them. <laughs> no escape. No. Smoking all of the weed. Oh my god, <laughs> that's an average of seventy-four damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not gonna need to roll damage. Don't Aww. worry about that. Uh, I mean, you can if no, you no, want no, just right, to fine. do it. But uh, okay, so you drop these in there. You've you've just gone invisible. So two floating beads sort of make their way into the hole, and then shoom, the hole seals itself very shortly before the whole thing rocks on its side, boom, 30 degrees up, and then slams back down on the ground. It superheats almost instantly, like the heat you know, going through the, the cast mm -hmm. iron material. You can feel it touching your feet as you're casting fly and leaving, right? That was the other thing you're yeah, doing, right? Yeah. yeah, so you bolt out of there with fly. Uh, somewhere up at the near the top of the mountain, Gunner rolls over in his sleep <laughs> as with a go boom. The cast iron uh, box, the 500 foot cast iron box, explodes, and a cacophony of noises explodes into the night. You hear jesters laughing, cats meowing, boats sailing on the waves. You hear the sounds of motors running from a completely different universe. You hear chant Gregorian chants. You hear the sounds of pages turning. Uh, all these noises just erupt into the night. Below you, lights are flying on all over the war camp. The whole army is awake as pieces of this cast iron thing fly out like shrapnel, tearing entire tents apart. Some of the larger tents that you saw as Gunner and Bruiser passed by the army the first time fall over and reveal monstrous creatures in there some kind of horrendous combination of like an elephant and a beholder has been put together into Whoa. these just these mat the stuff of nightmares as the army is thrown into disarray people are moving at warp speed running around trying to put out fires and take care of it a huge ring of fire explodes out from the cast iron structure and as it kind of fades away into the distance behind you you race back into the blizzard and the hail 
tail kind of headed back towards the top, you hear the distant sound of alarm bells blaring. Did we just like drop a a, a bomb on Hiroshima? Like, <laughs> and oh on, my god! And on that note, we're going to take a quick intermission, everybody. Okay. Uh, we're going to Josh needs to reevaluate yeah, the plans we're gonna, of the army. Something like that. Yeah, we're going to take a quick 10, 15 minute intermission here. Um, and I'm going to check in with the players about some stuff. I'm going to check in with the chat about some stuff, and we're going to see. I think we're going to have one more phase of our adventure if the players are still game to play. Absolutely. Um, so that's that's where we're headed. 